This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> In these times of calamity and in these times of trial, there comes a point in our lives when we're experiencing what we're experiencing in these weeks and in these months, where the term the new normal starts to be heard. And we start to get used to the idea of wearing masks, social distancing, pandemics, coronavirus, these types of words are words which are now in our vernacular. They're words which we're using on a day-to-day basis. And when this happens, many of us either become frustrated or we're hoping and we're longing to see the day when things return back to normal when there'll be a sense of normality once again. And we're waiting to hear news of the the number of sick people who are affected by this illness will decrease to the extent where things will eventually return to some sense of normality. But then at the same time, we're hearing stories and news reports of spikes, second waves, and how it may be not even the end of this year, maybe even going into next year, that this pandemic will actually end up finishing. And this sense of normality that we're looking for may take a long time. And I wanted to reflect today on this idea that we have of what we deem to be normal. What is our sense of normality? What is normal to us? Because when we're going through a trial or a tribulation, we may start to think that this is something which isn't the norm. It's not something that I want to happen. And I want things to go back to when I wasn't being tested, when I wasn't going through trials and tribulations. And first of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he tests people, he can either test a person with very clear tests, some type of illness, a loss of wealth, the loss of a loved one, problems with regards to his personal life or his business life or whatever the case may be, they're clear tests which he's been given. And then at other times, a person may be tested, but these tests are actually tests when a person is comfortable, meaning you're not going through any trial or tribulation. There's no clear test that you can see taking place in your life. But in fact, that test which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you is to see how you'll behave during times of comfort, during times when you're not being tested. And this is why the Messenger of Allah, he told us that remember Allah in times of ease and he will remember you in times of difficulty. And so when we are in these times of difficulty, we need to remember How were we, and we need to think and remind ourselves, how were we before these uh, 
uh, illnesses took place, before this pandemic took place, how was our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When we were living in times of peace, in times of ease, when we felt like there were no tests in our lives, how was our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And is it stronger now or was it stronger then when we were living in relative ease and comfort and we were remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because the one who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember him and he will help him when the going gets tough, when he goes through trials and tribulations. And when we reflect on the life of the Messenger of Allah والسلام, the definition and the term normal, a normal life, is something which you can't really apply to the life of the Prophet Not just because he was one of the greatest men who ever lived, and he accomplished more than anyone else could ever accomplish in a short span of time, and he was the greatest man, the greatest messenger of Allah. He performed miracles. The things that he went through were things which any one of us would love to have experienced with him. But also because if we look and reflect on his life as a messenger of Allah in those 23 years, there was no normal, meaning he was always being tested. When he first called people to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Mecca, straight away, people started to label him. They started to mock him, make fun of him. Poetry was recited about him, against him. There were people who would physically abuse him, verbally abuse him. He was mocked, made fun of. And when this happens to, or if this happens to any one of us today, it would cause us to change our minds, to change our views, the pressure of society, peer pressure, would make us change our perspective, change our minds, stop saying whatever it was that caused people to make fun of us. If it happened for a day, a couple of days, a few days, and the whole of society was against us and against what we were saying, it wouldn't take long for us to change our minds, to do a 180 degree turn, and to say the complete opposite, because it's not something we can handle as human beings. But the Messenger of Allah والسلام, was someone who was given this physical strength and this mental strength and this fortitude. And for 13 years in the city of Mecca, he continued to call people to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unwavering, unfaltering in his message of Tawheed. He never once changed his mind. He never once faltered. He never once changed his views or his opinions. He wasn't softer when it came to his stance on shirk, for example, and, and disbelief. He was always strong when it came to the concept of Tawheed, the principles of one's faith. And so for 13 years, he was continuously mocked and made fun of. Yet even though this was the case, and even though he was experiencing this hardship for 13 years, something which none of us could really imagine, we see glimpses in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ in his life, in the seerah, of moments and occasions when he would show happiness, when he would be happy, when he would smile. And in fact, we know that the Messenger of Allah ﷺ was the kind of person who would always be smiling. It was in his nature, almost as if there was nothing to worry about, almost as if everything was fine, even though he was going through the hardships that he was going through. And those hardships, they continued, although there were different forms of those hardships that he was experiencing and different types of hardships, they continued. 
during the last 13 years that he was in Mecca, in those last few years, his beloved wife Khadid radiallahu anha passed away. The one who protected him and uh, gave him that uh, protection and that sense of guardianship in the city of Mecca, Abu Talib, his uncle, also passed away. And the situation was so difficult that they said that the Messenger of Allah in this year where these calamities befell him, he didn't smile because of what was happening in terms of those experiences. And this year became known as Amul Huzn, the year of sorrow. Soon after this incident, the hijrah was performed. Again, something which changed the course of history and something which isn't from the norm. And it definitely wasn't from the norm in those days for an, indiv an individual, for a man to leave his home, leave his tribe, the tribe that protected him, the tribe that, you know, he took, took care of him and he took care of those that he was responsible for, for him to leave them and to go and live somewhere else. It was something unheard of in those days, especially in Arabia. And so the messenger of Allah, والسلام, he left Mecca and he made the hijrah to Medina. And even in Medina, we may think that there were times of ease and there was a sense of normality, but there was nothing normal about living in Medina. The Messenger of Allah wasn't from Medina. He wasn't familiar with Medina as he was familiar with Mecca, the place where he was born, the place where he grew up. Just like if we move to a different town, just like if we move to a different country, it's not something we're used to. We're not used to the people, the food, the weather. It's something we have to get used to, but it's still something which we find difficult to call home. The Meccans, the Muhajirun, who made the hijrah from Mecca to Medina, they were so not used to the climate of Medina compared to Mecca and the food and just the general way of living that many of them became sick and they became ill. So there was no sense of normality. And then before they knew it, the Mushrikun were planning to wage a war and were planning to fight the Muslims in an actual battle, the Battle of Badr. And after this battle, the Battle of Uhud was soon to follow. And of course, we know of other incidents which took place in those 10 years when the Messenger of Allah was in Medina, where he underwent other trials and tribulations, such as the slander against Aisha radiallahu anha, and the tribes or some of the Jewish tribes in Medina who betrayed and broke the trust that they had in the city of Medina. The Battle of the Trench, where some of those Jewish tribes decided to renege on their deal with the Prophet ﷺ and joined the Mushrikun. The point being, brothers and sisters, when we reflect on the life of the Prophet ﷺ, this idea of normalcy, this sense of normality, a normal life, a life where a person has some sense of, some idea of routine. There's consistent things which are happening in a person's life. There's nothing too incidental. Nothing major happening in a person's life. Everything is just routine. Day by day, regular normal things are happening. This wasn't the case in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. But what we do know is that every single trial and tribulation and calamity that the Prophet ﷺ faced, he would always take advantage of those trials and tribulations. He would always look for the silver lining. And that's why in the seerah, when we look at and we study the life of the Prophet ﷺ, we'll notice that we learn more from those trials and tribulations and calamities that he went through 
than those times when he was at ease and those times when there were no issues or problems. And this shows the character of an individual. It shows the character of a person that when he is thrown into turmoil, when things aren't going like they should be, there is no sense of normality. In that circumstance and in that situation, he behaves in a way which is exemplary, even though he's never faced anything like this before. The Messenger of Allah had never experienced calling others to Tawheed before he became a Messenger of Allah. He'd never experienced being accused or his, his family members being accused of, of uh, evil things. So, when a person goes through trials and tribulations, it's how he behaves and it's how he acts that reflect this individual's character. And this is how a person builds and develops himself as a human being. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us the ability to be able to show this fortitude and this type of uh, strength in these times of difficulty and in these calamities. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله. إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي. يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إن الله يأمركم بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وننهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أعلى وأولى وأكبر والله يعلم ما تسمعون this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.